Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Streaming Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. If I only could, Matt, I'd be running up that hill. Running up the hill. I've never heard of this person before this show, so uh, my first exposure to... I've literally talked um, about her at least two or three times, probably on the regular podcast. I don't listen to you. I don't listen to you. I know. I mean, we talk about so much on these fucking shows that I have no idea what we talked about in the Top Gun Maverick uh, review, which we just recorded, uh, which you guys can check out right now. Uh, We're back. Uh, Hey, everybody. It's been a while. Uh, It's been a while. You know, um, Eric had COVID. I had COVID. Um, yeah, um, we've been kind of sporadic over the last month and a half to two months, uh, but we are back and putting out a metric shit ton of stuff, uh, and happy to be back. So you are now listening or watching our stranger things for review in progress. We're not going to give a score because it is an incomplete season. We're reviewing part one. Um, some people have reviewed part one but it's still part of stranger things four so we're not going to put a score on it uh we have no our score top gun, on four <laughs> um we have our top gun maverick review which you guys can check out right now uh a new episode of the untitled movie podcast where eric and i talk about you know both having well eric already talked about him having covid but me having covid and what's been going on the last little while uh the bachelor party and other things like that uh but happy to be back happy to be talking about stranger things four um is now streaming on netflix you can watch all of part one all 87 hours of it um, <laughs> um, uh, and i'm excited uh to talk about it with eric eric are we going spoilers on this since it's been out for a while or, like, I, I think light we, spoilers I think we can, like, and as long as we yeah. say up front we are going to be talking about spoilers, spoilers and we'll also maybe yeah. do in the write-up um say yeah that we'll there do are spoiler spoilers. Warning. yeah but at this point if you haven't watched it which I understand because it's a, a lot. Gazillion hours. Of- <laughs> this is going to be our main criticism through this entire review is that it's way too fucking long and that it's also just a slog at times. Um, Matt, I, I don't even have the energy. I feel like I felt like watching this, like it truly was a chore to the point where at the end of what was it? There were seven episodes for this season or six. I mean, it felt like there were 12, but, um, um seven. Yeah, seven, seven, yeah. Uh, seven, 11. Uh, and so with that, like, it felt like watching the first two episodes of this new season about halfway through each episode, it felt almost like there was this weird sort of disconnect where it's like, I was taken out of, uh, of this the should show. be over by now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, Wait, how many episodes have I been watching? And it's like, this is only one still? Jeez, it feels like I've been watching four. Um, And that's also partly because within these extended episodes, you have crammed in multiple subplots and an ensemble cast that, you know, goes far beyond uh, uh, America, you know, that that goes across uh, the ocean. So um, this season is not only bloated but it's so pretentious in thinking what it's doing is meaningful and treating every character and storyline with a kind of reverie that is not earned and 
and you could cut out probably at least two or three of these storylines and still have too much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm with you. So, I mean, Stranger Things 4 picks up a few years after Stranger Things 3, right? They're now in 1986. The year of Top Gun, Um, our Lord and Savior. Oh, sick. Um, That's awesome. I hope they go see Top Gun. Well, because there is a Tom Cruise reference as well, because Nancy has a poster in her her room. Tom Cruise, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I will say that I think I'm a bigger Stranger Things fan than you. You like, you like the series, it's but it's not fine. Like, I've it's always used popcorn on, entertainment. I'm going to get this out again. Oh, you I, own it. So you feel like every time we talk about Stranger Things, the, my biggest criticism, and this is also with this season, is that it's taking a lot of the, 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 the nostalgia of growing up in the eighties and even into the early nineties. And because oh, a lot of people still Eric's grew gone. up with, he's gone. The Vec, Vecna oh. came and, and oh, destroyed his speed. <laughs> I was in the Go upside ahead. down there yeah. for a second. Um, but yeah, what I was saying is that every season and the show in general is built on nostalgia, nostalgia for things that the Duffer brothers and Sean Levy grew up with in the 1980s. I mean, Sean Levy was actually a working actor at that time. Um, So, you know, it's, it's wearing its influence on its sleeve, which there's not anything wrong with that necessarily, but at the same time, it never kind of creates its own world. It continues to borrow from other sources to the point where it never expands or does anything really interesting with that. And so the film I always reference is Jeff Nichols midnight special, which I think does a lot of the same things, but at the same time, it's only using them as the bones of the story. And then it's also creating sort of its It's own mythology, you know, Mm -hmm. within that where it was stranger things, you know, seasons one through four part one, um, it's always it homage like, and it's just yeah like, let's it's let's just pick just a theme or the movie nose. and expand on this and like this seems to be like the nightmare on elm street season because mm-hmm. the kids are older now so you can kind of play with more mature elements and be a little Whether bit it's more the violence or the horror yeah or the themes and relationships and, and i think like some too. of the most interesting stuff in this move or the movie because it does feel like a movie uh this this show is some of the satanic panic stuff because it does feel like it's also referencing like the West Memphis three and uh, Damien Eccles specifically. There is one character that's a part of this hellfire club that is basically, you know, the scapegoat for all of that, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons being considered uh, uh, satanic or, or you're conjuring demons and stuff like that. And like, there is some interesting stuff there, but again, it's been done in other places in a more credible manner or just again, it expands on its sort of point. I agree with that. Uh, I've never had a issue with that because I feel like Stranger Things knows what it is and it, it's never tried to me personally to be anything more than that. That's where, where I disagree is, with like, you though. Really? That's interesting. Because like, I, I've think never... it, I think it's emotional. I think the emotional weight it puts on its characters, especially in this season, feels like, oh, we've, you know, you've spent enough time with these characters now that you should be completely yeah, I get, engaged uh, yeah. by you know, them being in peril or them having to do something um, in order to save the world. Like you're, you're, you're now invested in them as, as more than just archetypes. They're, they're, they're characters that you want to care for. And I don't, and I feel like a big thing that, and this is why I have a problem with 
the use of of running up that hill not because more people are <laughs> hearing it for the first time which i think is great i think also like if kate bush makes some money off of this that's and can chart well. in 2022 number yeah. one song yeah hounds of love is one of my favorite albums ever and the way that i discovered her was through peter gabriel because her and peter gabriel um specifically peter gabriel's so album uh don't give up is one of the most beautiful duets i think i've ever heard and that was kind of where i first heard her and then you go back and you realize oh well she also did backup vocals for you know games without frontiers and and you know she has her own kind of style and 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 even in um uh, John Hughes's uh, "She's Having a Baby." There's uh, this woman's work that's used uh, uh, as well. So, like, I'm not I'm not trying to be like a gatekeeper or anything. The thing that I have a problem with is that the filmmakers really put everything on to not just this song, but all the music in terms of lifting uh, the dramatic tension in moments. Like, it feels like it the music is doing most of the heavy lifting, and to the point where it's like this is supposed to be poignant, and now it's been elevated quite literally. You know, people being lifted and being brought back down to earth uh, by this moment. And it's just so emotionally manipulative that it just kind of bothers me um, right. quite a bit. And it's uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I agree with you on the not really caring that much. I found myself on that side of things with like, you know, Sadie Sink's character's storyline with her losing her brother in the last season and then Billy. kind of... Uh, dealing with Billy and 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 her dealing with kind of the trauma of all of that, and even this villain Vecna who is uh, randomly targeting people um, who He's have had past. Uh, yeah, he is, but randomly targeting people with trauma, and I mean, it's to the point where um, teens with trauma, uh, we should say, because he doesn't yes. really attack adults. So yes, I, I Robert Englund even being in this season, which is something that they do. They they again wear it on their sleeve, like you said. It's very on the nose with its homage, and and even to the point of casting people who were in these things that they're paying homage to in the season to be like, hey, if you didn't realize, we're it's Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, which I'm fine with because that's again that's what this series is to me. To me, it's always been popcorn entertainment. I'm not really going here for you know uh intricate kind of drama or 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 characters or anything like that to me i'm like i want a fun throwback 80s fucking horror kind of popcorn thing and then that's what i've always enjoyed stranger things for and i've enjoyed all three seasons because of that and I found myself with this season, I, I completely agree with the bloated part and the kind of having the A plot, B plot, C plot, D plot, E plot, F plot. And like, that's the biggest problem in the show. It's almost gotten too big for its own good, right? When you had that first couple seasons of it being that core cast of those kids uh, dealing with things very focused on them. You had the kind of adult crew with Winona Ryder and and Joyce and Jim with David Harbour's character, but it was really focused on here are the kids, here are the adults, and how does this town deal with this? The small town dealing with um, this event, this demon coming in, and these kids having to deal with it. And I liked the homage, and I liked the music, and I like the products that throw by all the cr- the corny easy remember this thing from the 80s or remember New Coke, this thing? everybody yeah like that kind of stuff worked for me because that's what the show was right and i feel like as the show's gotten bigger and bigger it's sort of lost me a little bit like well, and once I, it goes I, beyond hawkins hawkins right? like, and that's the thing so 
uh, we've always talked about that we kind of miss those movies and things where it's like small town in arachnophobia right? yeah like small town having to deal with this thing whether it's kids being involved and now you have a bunch of things where i'm like oh i don't like this as much the kids are older i'm like I don't like that they're all like 18 and, now. And, and to then, be fair, I mean, that's it's I don't think it's completely their fault as well, because like, you know, I think like it's a, it's an awkward age. Like when you're totally. kids transitioning into teens, like where you're in 16 to 17 year olds, 15 to 17. Yeah, year like olds, yeah. some people are going to be better mm. to adapt to that than others. And like, it's just it's just an awkward phase and they're playing younger general. than they are, too. Yeah. Right. Because they all grew up very quickly and now they're playing. I think like 11's only supposed to be like 14 or, or something here, right? And like it's as those characters got older, it's a double-edged sword for me because like on one end like I kind of like that the series has grown with them and it's gotten scarier and it's gotten more violent and like Vecna I kind of think is cool even though he's just Freddy Krueger and like I like how he possesses someone and murders them and and how uh, like the visual of that I think is kind of cool and I, I'm but it's surprised so repetitive. how far oh totally right like that's I, the other thing like that. Freddy Krueger like even though he the, killed the, people in creative ways yeah like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies like you know again like mm-hmm. any franchise there are better ones you know and and it, like the, the consistency is isn't always there especially with slasher movies but you go oh remember that kill how he did that way yeah it's, but it's yeah. all the same and like I the agree. first time it works i guess but even the cgi like i feel like they need like if they're truly going to embrace a lot of that stuff like Use they need to go effects. practical and you know? and vecna himself i think is is a is done well because it is mostly practical um he's so lazily designed like he's not that interesting like, he looking just kinda, yeah, he I just kind of looks like a more mutated or roided up version of freddy I don't disagree. Sorry, um, I just, but I, this, this is it just that's totally fine. I'm just I'm saying like, the other side of it. Like yeah. I didn't, I, just to the upside down side of it. I didn't like, I didn't dislike it as much as you did, but I still did not love it. Yeah. Um, where I found myself going, okay, I don't like how the kids are a bit older now. Like I don't find it as interesting as when they were younger dealing with these things and the coming of age of it and like all of that. Um, it is bloated in every sense of the word whether it's the cast is bloated now because they keep having to add new characters each season and then having to try to build them out um it's bloated in runtime and it's bloated in plot where it's like they like anything that's gone on for four seasons or four movies and you have to kind of try to do something different a lot of times you have to split up the characters to bring them back together in the final act right so we have that in this but you have some characters that are in california you have some that are in hawkins you have some that are in fucking russia um you have something like and it's just all over the place in the point where it's like you can never focus on one group and you right when you start getting invested in one storyline it rips you out of that and brings you to another one that you don't care about as much and it's just like okay we and know it stops Hopper, and starts right because like exactly. as soon as you get interested in one of the storylines you do like you're quickly taken out of it unless it's doing and this is another mission impossible comparison especially to ghost protocol it does a lot of cross cutting in the first episode where you'll have you know, two sets of characters having basically the same conversation and it cuts back and forth between the two settings, mm-hmm. you know, one in California and one in Hawkins. And I don't mind of, that as much. But... I, I don't mind it, but like do it once, maybe twice. Don't keep yeah. doing it because like it yeah. feels like, oh, that's all you have. And like, you're just going right. back to the well again and again. And, and again, it loses its its meaning. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing with the kills. It's like the, the, the first 
you know, kill, which is kind of interesting, like thinking that the the actor, um, she's the daughter of Casper Van Dien, um, sure. which I didn't notice or, or know until afterwards. Um it kind of loses its 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 impact because it's just happening the same way over and over again to the, point the first time is kind of shocking but then yeah after. we're all the editing tricks in this as well to kind of like cut between all these storylines it's like how do, how can we do it in a way that we can you know incorporate both of them at the same time and find symmetry within the conversations and things like that and the conversations that they're having that are cutting back and forth really aren't that engaging or interesting it's mm. mostly either kind of underdeveloped relationship stuff or it's kind of just exposition to get you to you know the next setting or yeah. character background you know half of this is basically finding out who vecna is and 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 victor Krieg. and l's backstory and yeah. like you Again, don't more of l's backstory just, and you don't need it like it's just like when you rip out one of the main characters from the rest of the cast and have her back in how she was in season one, even though we didn't even get a lot of that, you got it through the flashbacks in season one, but like having what did you more do? of that where what she's in do? this, she's in this drab lab um, where, you know, going through this repetitive kind of thing, speaking of repetitiveness and then having Matthew Modine again. And you're just like, none oh, of this shit so is interesting. I don't need to know Elle's backstory. What I like about this show is Elle with her new friends, like trying to see stuff that you've already built up your again, divide and conquer when it comes to screenwriting. I mean, you just recently watched the Lord of the Rings movie. So like yeah, after the is, fellowship where the characters split off, even though guess that, what movie I like the least two towers when they're all fucking split up. Exactly. I'm the like, best stuff is when you have them all working together on something because you've already built this ensemble and the more characters, as you mentioned, you introduce or, or integrate into the storylines. And then the more kind of world building that you do outside of Hawkins, you, you lose the, the, the core elements of what the story is and what sort of, you know, fans kind of originally engaged with. And so again, like, I think the strongest stuff here, like I, I actually, I think it's more like, I think Sadie Sink is fine. A lot of people really seem to love the performance, especially I, in this season because of the trauma stuff. And, and that's, I, I don't know. She's okay. Fine. She's fine. I, that character I never cared about. The stuff I like the most that's kind of grown on me the most, that kind of feels the most organic. I really like Steve's arc. I think yeah, Steve same, man. and Dustin's Steve and relationship. Dustin, yeah. Even though Dustin is not my favorite character, I like them together. So yeah. I like that kind of back and forth between them and even including Maya Hawk's Robin. Like I think like Robin those, is great. Yeah. Those three work really really well together. And I really mm -hmm. like how Steve has gone from being like, you know, the high school jock to kind of like being a little bit of a weirdo in his own kind yeah. of thing and kind of, you know, relating to people that are kind of on the fringes of and then having to be the town. adult of the group <laughs> like yeah I just and, and, and that kind of feels to me like the best stuff in there and i like, totally agree that group of people if you're if you're ranking what the plots are and those are the people that are in hawkins and dealing with it in that town and that group of people that you have dustin and lucas and um you know max and 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 that group of people that are there nancy and 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 that group, which is also a nightmare Think, on Elm Street thing because Nancy is the name of the Heller, absolutely. Heather Lane camp character. Um, it, that group I think is the most interesting stuff. And then you have the fucking skeleton crew of like Jonathan <laughs> and yeah, the lanky boys running around who was with Eleven, but then Eleven gets ripped out. And right when Eleven gets ripped out, then you have the yeah the skeleton Skeletor crew all all 
running around and I'm like, I don't care about any of you guys. I kind of like the stoner guy that they bring in, but like even that's a little one note and like, um, and again, adding another new character, which you just kind of don't need at this point. Cause there's already so many people. Um, so then you have skeleton crew running around and you're like, all right, I don't really care about them. Then you have L at the, um, at the lab and you're like, all right, I don't need more fucking why they're experimenting on these kids. All right. I don't, I, it, I don't need, you got to get your powers and back. Then, but in order to do that, you need to learn more about your backstory. I don't. And then you have Jim Hopper who we know survived in the, because they revealed it in trailers and stuff like that. So you kind well, of, even at the end of you, season three, right? They yeah. You completely that. undercut, you know, his sacrifice at the end of season three to immediately bring him back. I get it. But like, then you have him in the prison, which at times I liked, but the more it went on, I'm like, okay, we're really going to have him escape, then go back and then almost escape again. And then you have Joyce. Some peanut and, butter. Yeah. Then you have Joyce and, um, and what's his fuck? Um, Brett Gelman's character, uh, Murray. And Brett Gelman, I, I love, but I almost had too much of him even in season three, where, yeah. you know, with Alexi and it was it Alexi, right? Like, yeah. and, um, and that whole plot line where I'm like, I love Brett Gelman, but like, I liked him when he popped up in an episode in the, in the early seasons and like, but oh, now he's incorporating him more into in the main the cast. Show. And, and then also like the stuff with like him and Joyce. Uh, when I know, when I know, when and all the I Russia know. stuff and the yeah. horrible accents and just like, it's just, it's, and even like the stuff getting to Alaska, it's just it's like, just, all the shit could have been cut. Like, yeah, wh- all of it could have been. And like, and you wouldn't lose so, anything either. You, it takes so long for them to get to Hopper and for Hopper, just basically them killing time of him being in this prison and almost escaping and coming back and, and then uh, escaping, so, but like, yeah, then getting caught again. Yeah. It's and it's like, just like, you're really just killing time to get to those last two episodes where you finally bring him back and everyone comes together to fight Vecna. And, and even like, the reveal of who Vecna is, it's like, I, you, uh, you, you, it's, it's obvious. Not, but like I yeah. liked, I liked where it ended up. I will give it that because at least it all came full circle. Where I'm like, all right, I. But knew you also this was... liked where Moon Knight stopped, and then when we watched sure. the last couple of episodes, it was I like, agree. oh, that's disappointing. That doesn't work. Yeah, and like that's where I'm kind of I, I feel about this, right? Like I didn't mind that whole last episode of part one where they reveal um henry creel and him being one who then becomes vecna and i'm like oh that's kind of cool and gives l stakes and makes like um all of the backstory stuff somewhat worth it the biggest thing it goes back to our main point of why we didn't like this season really so far is the bloatedness of it all where it takes so long to get there and to your point of you could have cut out 40% of this and I feel like you could have got to the same spot a little tighter and I just feel like you know a lot of that stuff with the skeleton crew a lot of the stuff with Joyce how they how they incorporate um, Susie into this is terrible like yeah it was the worst part and there is a moment where watching it like the 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 CGI backdrop when she's climbing on the roof to adjust the satellite or the antenna um is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And you're watching this and thinking, you know, Netflix has been having some financial problems recently, but I'm sure they put a lot of money into this. And it's like, well, this is their biggest thing, right? Yeah. And, and, and you would think that they would have put, you know, enough money to make this look good. And there are moments where it's like, Man, I think it mostly re- looks good, but I know, but there's moments like that where it's like, wow, that really is standing the upside out. Like down is kind of ugly. Like in, in the thumb. So they, them going into the upside down. Like I know that's, 
something that you you had to get to at some point and you had already will be in there and and will oh, agnes will is varda, the worst. agnes varda haircut people the mushroom saying. cut is terrible <laughs> but he's just such like for a character that's supposed to be meaningful because like obviously like the whole thing that they're doing with him is like they're you know basically keeping his sexuality yeah. ambiguous even though he is probably gay yeah um and it just is like again like that's not that's not really a big reveal or anything worth keeping like a secret. It's just like, leave it. Unless as you is. actually explore that, then they're not, and you're not, <laughs> which is, that's what I mean. Like if you don't actually, you know, have him discuss that, then I feel like it's all, that's all kind of bullshit. And then there are um, even more subplots where you have Rob Morgan's character becoming the sheriff. And then you have this kind oh, of yeah. vigilante group of frat boys. Uh, I know, man, there's so much the going on. And then you have 11 kind of dealing with, you know, life as a, as a high schooler and yeah. also being picked on by this blonde girl named Angela and sort of how sort of violent that ends up being at this roller rink sequence. So there's just so much going on and it's just jam packed. And part of it is again, like they're probably thinking like, okay, well they're, you know, they're at that age now where they're still growing and, and the actors specifically. And like, you know, we, we can't, continue Only have this them for so long yeah we, we can't have them playing you know although they they could really um we can't have them being you know 30 year olds playing high schoolers um <laughs> it's been done before it has but but to my thinking it's, it's like, getting even close at this point like yeah. they all almost look too old for the ages that they're playing yeah they they they, they basically look like they could be like teachers or something like that at yeah, this point it, um even with will again with the bad mushroom cut it's just like okay that does not make him look any younger and i know like the idea is like he's kind of almost maybe in in some ways regressing and wanting to stay in that childhood kind of way but it just again it doesn't it doesn't work and it just feels like at this point they are overcompensating with as much style as they can with as many characters as they can um whether they be new or um you know old i, I do like eddie i mentioned that as well joseph i like eddie too um, yeah like he i think works and sort of bring good him addition yeah. yeah and and i think the performance is good but um yeah most of this is just like extraneous and it kind of feels like like the whole build-up you're waiting for everybody to get back together and like i know like part of the complaint with like something like twin peaks the return was like why isn't cooper cooper and why isn't he in sure. Twin peaks but david lynch was very strategic with that where this the strategy is okay we're building up to like one final climactic battle between you know the town of Hawkins everyone will come and, together yeah Vecna. Right. so and you know you know where it's going it's just taking so long to get there and i'm yeah. not saying you have to snap your fingers and it's all everyone's together and you do it and you don't want the same shit over and over again but sometimes you do for something like this where i'm like i don't know if you need to like again you you try so hard to you know do something different so you need to separate the characters and you need to go to different locations and all this kind of stuff and i'm like i don't know i feel like there are ways you can do it with having you know the the crew together and still splitting them up in certain scenarios and things like that which you've done in other seasons too and like i feel like it's just missing a vibe like season 3 had the the mall there was the arcade in another thing like this is just missing like a location they have the house right which is basically the house from it or or the house from fucking amityville Man or amityville or anything yeah. right and um and they're there for a little bit of it and you but i just feel like it's missing you know part of the why people like this show is for that nostalgic kind of 80s 
very obvious in your face references and things like that. And I feel like this season is sort of missing that in the sense where it doesn't have that one central location or something like that, where I can kind of like get invested into it. And I think that's because there are so many different like plots and and areas that these people are going to that um, it, again, it just goes back to being hard. It's hard to get invested into one plot line because it rips you out of it and sends you to something else right when you start to get invested. And it's like an anthology series or movie. It's like in the a way. Pa- yeah, the pacing is just not great. And I don't know how you solve that, whether it's, we've talked about like, um, you know, Netflix can never go back because they, their whole model was you get it all at but once. But they gotta go can, back. You you can consume it however you want, right? Which it, for Netflix series, if you don't consume it in the first weekend, you're behind and you're gonna have it spoiled, or you're gonna or the com- the conversation on Stranger Things is already pretty much done. Yeah, like which is wild. Like we're a little bit behind because of COVID. Uh, we I had COVID and stuff, and, and I mean I watched this while I had COVID. Um, which made it even more miserable. Um, no, I, I actually didn't hate the season. I just felt like, I don't know how you solve it, whether it was shorter episodes, but more of them that let me digest each thing a little bit more and like, and not have that exhaustion by the 45 minute mark, because I really found myself without fail when it was supposed to end, which is when a TV show should end is between the 45 minute mark and the 55 minute mark, right? When it comes to modern dramas on, on, on television. And I found myself at the 45 minute mark or the 55 minute mark. That would be the point where Nevis and I would have to pause it or I'd have to go to the bathroom or I would check to see how much time is left. And I go, fuck, there's still half an hour. And I'm like, it's just it's like a mindset thing where movies, I know I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm in for two, two and a half hours and that's going to be my experience and I can move on and watch something else or wait a couple years to see a sequel or watch the sequel when I want to. Um, and I know that that's what I'm, I'm in for. And when it comes to TV, it's just like, I know in the streaming age, we can do whatever you want, but I'm like, this is almost a series of seven movies. They're just as long as petite mama. And like, um, and each one is at least, you know, 70 minutes, if not more, the, the finale of part one is an hour and 40 minutes. Right. And then like, it's just, it's, it's too much. And I and hate the payoff to isn't, isn't satisfying yeah. in any way. Right. Like you're, you're watching it and you're like, not only are you thinking, okay, well, you know, that's enough for this episode. But also, you know, once you've watched all seven, you're you're kind of thinking like, well, was that really worth all that time? And 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 I feel like again, like it has in a way overstayed its welcome. This is a show that started out kind of as fun and kind of should have been a trilogy, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's nothing wrong with making a limited series or even a limited series that can continue if you want to do a sequel limited series. Like you can still do that, but the obligation of doing like, you know, five to six seasons or whatever, how long this is going to be, you know, if you can't maintain that enthusiasm and that excitement and passion, um, you know, you start to feel it and you feel it in not only the length, but also in the storylines and, and the character development or the underdevelopment of these characters. And it just becomes almost again it's not entertainment anymore it's a chore it felt like this was homework um instead of enjoyment in any way whatsoever and the the moments the crumbs that you do enjoy 
you know, Victor they're they're Crumb. inconsistent because again, you're pulled out of of each kind of sort of subplot that you are enjoying and brought into another that either doesn't work for you or when you do find something interesting in it, then you jump to another one. You know, this thing has ADHD in the worst possible way and it doesn't even feel like with the editing and the storytelling like the films and television it's referencing in the 1980s because the 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 storytelling in that period of time was much slower and methodical and not that it was like a an art house film or anything but like it took its time in a different way it took its time in sort of focusing on a key group of characters and just developing it from there you look at the Nightmare on Elm Street films, they basically restart each movie. You know, there's some continuity within like three to to five, but yeah, it, it was basically just doing the same thing over and over again um, with the exception of being creative with some of the kills and the practical effects and stuff That's like that. That's almost all you need sometimes too. Exactly. Right? Like, you don't need to don't make overthink uh, McDonald's, it, right? like, McDonald's Big Mac any more. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. It was tasty how it was. And I like it every two weeks when I have one. It's like, so that's what I mean. Like, I hate to be, you know, you hate to say, like, oh, just give me the same thing over and over again. But with certain things, it's like, I'm not looking for anything more. And like, there are moments in this season that I liked. It's just, I think every time I found myself enjoying it, it, I was ripped from that with something I didn't like, which is not a good thing. Like, or a character um, that's obnoxious, like Yuri, who's this Russian yeah. pilot that's kind of like the go-between to get um, uh, Joyce to and Hopper, Murray yeah. to, to Hopper in, in in Russia. It's just like, again, you don't come to the, this show for like cr- great sort of in-depth characters, but even as a caricature, he's very obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have like Matthew Modine and Paul Reiser coming back. And I don't know if I needed either any more of either. I like Paul Reiser more than um, Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine is one of those guys that just kind of is like, there's nothing there. You know, like, I mean, we were texting and we were laughing that there's so much in these seven episodes that there's a, there's a moment where you literally see Matthew Modine tattooing, uh, one of the kids was it 11 that he was tattooing or was it somebody else uh or was it one no yeah uh, i forget he's tattooing someone yeah and it basically is kind of like you know the the one episode of lost that we always joke about is the episode where jack gets his tattoos and it's like there's a whole episode dedicated to that and it's like Okay, like network. They don't do a whole point. episode here, but no, yeah, but they... it kind of feels like almost like a microcosm of that. Where like in Lost, it's like they spent a whole episode revealing how Jack got his tattoos, and you're just like, you don't need that. And but Especially I understand why they important. did that because they're, yeah. they're they have 22 episodes to fill, you know, per season. This where felt this... like 22 episodes in yeah. seven episodes, and um, and the payoff yeah. is just is not that gratifying I... or, or or what have you. Yeah, because it's only part one, right? And I think it's so weird to have seven episodes and then two episodes is like the weirdest split ever when it comes to part one and part two. It's got to be seven eleven. They should have done seven eleven. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it more if it was like, you know, 18 episodes that were shorter or if I would have liked it, if it was week to week. Cause even with the, um, the boys just premiered, right. Um, the first three episodes. And even that, was too much for like one sitting and i watched more than three episodes because they they gave me more than the three episodes so like i binged five episodes of the boys and just like i binged seven episodes of this and it's just not it it is personal preference but like 
I it is not the way I like watching things like I I will get into a groove with a film series or something like that. But usually um, I will, you know, you go at your own pace, right? Like and I feel like with TV, um, I just you have to consume it all at once if it's there or else you're you're behind. And I just I do not like the binge model. I could have probably paced it out, but then I probably would have you know, I wouldn't have gone back to it or something like that. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's just I don't know if a week to week thing would have saved how I felt about this part one. And I, I am withholding judgment, just like, you know, with Dune. Where This is very similar to probably, you know, our, our Dune review in the sense I feel like we're sort of in the minority here of not really enjoying uh, this part one. But I I will withhold judgment until I see those final two episodes, which they've said the finale is going to be two and a half hours. And I'm like, at that point, just put it in theaters. Like, what are you doing? Like, just make it a movie. And like, um, I I don't know. But I I'm mixed. I'm very, very mixed where I still ultimately enjoy the show. I still ultimately want to see where this season is going to finish up. But like, I have found myself as each season went continues, I, I feel like I care less and less about stranger things and I'd be totally fine with no more after this, but I know we are getting a fifth and final season they've talked about. So this is going to be five in total, right? Yeah. Five total. And then I'm sure we'll get 20 years down the line, them coming back. It'll be in the two thousands or something. And then, uh, or something listening like to limb biscuit and puddle yeah. of mud. And, um, but anyways, POD. I'm not, we're not going to give a rating to it because it's on, it's not finished yet, but we will come back and review those final two episodes, um, which are premiering in early July, I believe. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't, I don't hate the show or anything, but it's just, it's so, shallow in its design and um just how you kind of basically enjoy it and and like it's one of those things where it's like okay like yeah it would have been fine as a 30 minute uh episode and 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 you know what i i have to i have to disagree with you i think netflix can go back to you know the weekly well thing. they've I never mean, they, done they, the weekly thing, well they right? kind of they they did a little bit with the fear street films where they released sure last yeah. year a fear street movie each week now we were kind of mixed on those as well but at least with those they kind of spaced them out a little bit more yeah. and that's kind of what i mean obviously they also share stranger thing cast members with with maya hawk and uh, uh sadie sink so it kind of feels like well they they can do that if they want to and if they need to adapt in the future which they're going to have to maybe one of the things that they can do to adapt is release a couple of episodes per week of a show that is popular and do the kind of i, I don't mind binge watching binge watching either i should say that i think if it's a show that has had time to kind of like you know be released and you're catching up to it later on and like you are into it and you kind of like oh i would like to watch the next episode then you have it there but there is something where like you mentioned with barry where watching that week to week has truly been a pleasure and like we're coming down i mean i caught up on last... three episodes last night and that was fine because those are 29 minute episodes and you want like, those movies to keep going <laughs> or those yeah. episodes to keep going because they feel like many movies and especially the way that they're directed and, and what have you but like they're so suspenseful and 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 well sort of executed in its storytelling and obviously very in 
Stranger Things are apples and oranges when it comes to very different, yeah. You know the comparisons, but just in terms of how uh, economic it is with with its scripts and 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 the length, you know, like you want more, and you should with something like Stranger Things be wanting more. By the time yeah. you get to Barry is very restrained, where yeah. Stranger Things is not. But by the end of episode seven, you should be wanting those last two episodes. You should be craving them. You should be like, "Well, I I'm need, glad I'm, I have a month." <laughs> I'm I'm so relieved that I got them done. I was just like, I can I can I can take a breather. For... I got to that point. Nevis and I, you know, it started. I was really glad it was back. Those first couple episodes, I was like, hell yeah, I'm back into this. The score is great. I I, I kind of like Vecna. Um, I, I'm kind of into this. And then I found myself, the more I binged and the more I fucking shoveled it into my gullet, like it makes you feel sick a little bit. Just like, you know, ju- it is junk food. We've always yeah. said Stranger Things is junk food. And like, it's it's when you have too much junk food, you're going to feel a little ill. And that's what I felt by the end of it is like, it was too much at once. I liked certain bits and pieces here and there. Um, it's just didn't all come together like, and was tightly edited. And I don't know whether you needed to separate some of those storylines or cut them out completely, cut them out. Yeah. Um, just tighten it up. But I mean, uh, even referencing Heather again, it's just like, (laughs) Like why? Why are we? Oh, back not here? Heather. Uh, you mean um, the girl that died in the first season? Yeah, the the redhead. Uh, yeah. See, so uh, shows how much I love this show. Um, no, Beth, isn't Beth. it? Justice for Beth was. Yeah, it? and it's just like one. You feel so bad for the actor who's not even in the scene, but like they use like a prop dummy, and no, it's, just it's like, not Beth. What is it? Yeah, we both don't. Stranger Things. What was Justice for? Barb, Barb, Barb. <laughs> we Barb. got there. We got there. <laughs> Everyone who likes this show is like, it's like I yelling like this at show. Us. I have a, it's I have fine. A... It's fine. But but it goes to show you, like, we can't even remember the characters' names. Yeah, you know, this like is my, Finn this is Wolfhard my... has an amazing real name, but I can never remember that his his character name is Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I only know. person I remember is Eleven because it's a number, and like even like her real name Jane. It's just like who's Jane again? And then it's like, Oh, okay. She's Jane. Jane, You know, like I have this stranger thing, cinnamon toast crunch box. Um, it's like an 80s cinnamon toast crunch box. So you like, come on. I'm a fan guys. I bought a, (laughs) so when people are complaining in the comments, they can go after me more than they go after you. I'm like, I, I love this guy for liking midnight special, a movie I've never even seen midnight special. I love Nevis hates that movie. Uh, hates it. Like hates it with a passion, which is Um, fine, but at least she gave it a chance. Yeah, you know. Um, see, there's a little demi gorgon cinnamon toast crunch on there. Anyways, you know um, who would be amazing if Vecna had a cereal of his own, like Vector, the yeah. Vecna cereal box. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Vector should work um, with 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 uh, Netflix and Stranger Things with Vecna. Those weird, like, you know, gross looking fucking entries to the um uh upside down. Hilarious. Oh um, yeah, the, the yes, the the genitalia openings. Yeah. Um, um, the, the other quick thing is I will say that Vecna on top of um, Freddy Krueger kind of is a little bit like um, Pinhead um, from the Hellraiser. Yeah, movies. a lot of people brought up Pinhead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm he's, he's I not will, a Cinnabite, though. I will withhold final judgment until we get those final two episodes and then we will put a score on it. Yeah. Um, but for now, I'm like, ah, it was exhausting by the end of it. And I enjoyed a little bit, but. 
by the end, I was like, all right, I don't need any more of this right now. So I'm kind of glad for the break. Um, thank you all for watching or listening. I'm sure you weren't thrilled with our opinions on this. I mean, maybe some people who are watching this probably had, uh, were like, all right. I, if I'm- you liked it, that is great. Like we should, again, like we, we, we're never coming into this criticizing people who enjoyed it. And if you loved it, I wish I did. I, yeah. I, I wish I had that enjoyment that you had. I'm actually kind of envious. So we're not criticizing you. Like we should always make that. We not that we need to make that clear, but no, we don't. But we're not. Fuck we're that. Not, if you liked it, come on. No, um, no, no, no. We're 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 being critical of the material and not the people that enjoyed it. If you liked it, that's um, that's great. I I wish there's a lot to I like in there. Yeah. I just I, I think there's something really fun in there. I just think it's extremely bloated. Get me some um, Vecna cereal. <laughs> uh, please go check out the other stuff we have up right now. We have a new draft, not a draft. I keep saying draft. We haven't done one in so long. New episode, episode. of the Untitled Movie Podcast where we talk about you know what's been going on the last two months or so because uh, Eric and I haven't really been able to record that much because of health reasons, COVID stuff, and wedding stuff, and all that jazz. So go check that out. We also have a Top Gun Maverick uh, review that we would love for you guys to check out. And then we'll have a, a lot of references of cool- to 1986 in that one, too. That's true. Um, and then we'll have a lot of stuff over the next couple of weeks. I am leaving to go get married uh, on June you. 11th, so I will not be around for the majority of June. Um, but we I should mean, have here right now. Yeah, we should have a couple reviews dropping during that time, a couple interviews dropping during that time. So it should be um, still some cool stuff uh, coming. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, best place to keep updated on everything, head over to Letterboxd. Our HQ is untitled underscore movies. Um, and, you know, you know where to find us, YouTube, podcast services, all that jazz. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Roybeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Roybeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. One, two, Vecna's coming for you. <laughs> Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, better sink us. Six. (laughs) Bye, everyone.